Warning. Warning. Containment breach in progress. Two idiots are reading the SCP files over the intercom. Please cover your ears and await further instructions. Hi guys, the first episode of Discovering SCP. It's a little podcast me and my friend Darnell here are going to be doing. If you don't know me, I'm uh, Tanthony. I've written a few things for the SCP wiki. I've written uh, 993, a spooky scary clown man. I've written that hole that goes to a bunch of different places. And uh, recently I wrote SCP-5000, so I'm, I'm doing pretty good right now. Uh, and this is my friend Darnell. What have you written, Darnell? Hello, I'm Darnell. Uh, I've written a lot of things, but none of them are SCP-related. I actually don't have much experience with SCP. I know that it started on 4chan. I know there's hmm. like a statue, and you have to look at it or it'll kill you. I know there's an invincible lizard, and then I've re- read some of my friend Tanhoney's SCP. But aside from that... I don't know much. I have a lot to learn about the lore. I don't know most of the SCPs you guys are familiar with. And uh, my friend Tan is going to read some to me, introduce them to me, and I'll uh, tell them what I think. And hopefully it'll be fun. Yeah, hopefully we'll at least have a fun time. Um, we'll have a guess. Yeah, have a little, uh, little giggle. <laughs> okay, so um, how we're going to kick this off is I'll just let you guys know what the format's going to be. I'm pretty much going to read through one of these... Uh, these spooky scary files here. Well, it doesn't have to be spooky scary. It can be funny. It can be a uh, looking weird. It can be a. Uh, we've dispensed with the family friendly uh, rating about twenty seconds in. Uh, so from here on, I can say whatever the fuck I want, basically. Oh wow! Okay, I yeah. was going to show this to my mom. Oh, uh, sorry. I'm kidding. I'm sorry, kidding. Donald. It was a joke. <laughs> okay, so explicit uh, advisory warning. This podcast ain't for your grandma. Yeah, it's in your grandma's SCPs. Alright, so, like you were saying about the format, you're going to read them, I'm going to react. So what's yeah. the first one you got for us, buddy? Okay, so the first one we got here um, actually isn't an SCP. It's some sort of a little uh, intro we have on the wiki here in the guide hub. It's just called About the SCP Foundation. So uh, there is your link to it, what? Darnell, and I will, uh, I will go through it. Alright, exciting. About the SCP Foundation. Do I click the introduction or the... Oh, I assume it's not the writing. Yeah, so we're just going to go for the in-universe bit here. I'm going to I'm gonna put on my uh, my administrator voice here. Ahem. Mankind in its present state has been around for a quarter of a million years. Yet only the last 4,000 have been of any significance. I sound like fucking Skullface from Metal Gear. Wait, only 4,000? What about Egypt and all that agriculture 10,000 years ago? Well, we're going to get to that. So what did we do for nearly 250,000 years? We huddled in caves and around small fires, fearful of the things that we didn't understand. It sort of morphed into Zap Brannigan here now. Yeah. It was more than really explaining where the sun came up. It was the mystery of enormous birds with heads of men and rocks that came to life. So we called them gods and demons, begged them to spur us, and prayed for salvation. In time, their numbers dwindled and ours rose. The world began to make more sense when there were fewer things to fear, yet the unexplained can never truly go away, as if the universe demands the absurd and impossible. Mankind must not go back to hiding in fear. No one else will protect us, and we must stand up for ourselves. While the rest of mankind dwells in the light, we must stand in the darkness to fight it, contain it, and shield it from the eyes of the public, so that others may, le- may live <laughs> in a sane and normal world. We secure, we contain, we protect the administrator. 
I own. Yeah, I almost got all the way through it without a uh, <laughs> mess well, up there. Well, this is actually... See, I'm already learning something. I thought this was going to be all about, like, nerds huddled in labs with test tubes, but this is all, like, you know, it goes back to the dawn of mankind. There's definitely a history here. Yeah, there's okay. some deep fucking lore in some of these series yeah. you got. Definitely that ending bit, though, reminded me of that anonymous thing that they said. It's like, <laughs> we, we are anonymous. We will not... But you know that's honorable. You know, try to pr- try to protect the naivety of humankind. Contain these little monster guys. Okay, I'm following. So, um, do we read the mission statement as well, or are we going on to our first one? Uh, I, a lot of the stuff I think would be probably best to come across organically while we're going through the SCPs rather than the fucking info right. dump. And just a heads up to listeners: I'll probably be asking him a lot of questions midway through until I get a hang of stuff. Like I know there's like different classes of them, but I don't really know what those mean. So please bear with. me. I'm gonna be honest with you, Darnell. I've been here for nine years. I don't want. I don't know what these classes fucking mean. Shh, don't tell them. Jesus Christ! I must let this fucking cat out of the bag. Okay, so we're gonna start with uh, with our classic. So we're, we've got I've got a few uh, SCPs lined up for this first episode. Okay. Um, of course, we're gonna start with maybe some people. I've asked about this. People have told me maybe this isn't sort of one of the best ones to lead with. But I feel like we have to get the original one out of the way at least. Well, this is the only one where I can, like, relatively know what I'm talking about. Because I at least know the basics of this one. Yeah. You know, a little bit beyond just the video game. I know it's a statue. I know you have to look at it. Or it'll move. And I know that it's the first one ever written. So it's, like, a special place in many people's hearts. Yeah, so... I also know it has a lot of upvote runes Yeah, it's got around uh, 5,726 at time of recording. And uh... I have never read it um, myself. But it, it's surprisingly short. I expected it to be a lot longer. In he, fact, I think the creator information part is longer than the SCP. It very much might be that. That could be sort of a second article. Alright, so uh, I okay. suppose we shall begin. Yeah, so I don't know if you know about the uh, history of how this was uh, came about here with SCP-173. Um, so the way it came about was on a 4chan's paranormal board, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it got posted, and I guess the format and some of the little hints of lore like, sparked people's imagination there. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, People started making their own little SCPs. It sort of uh, got out of control, and now look where we are. <laughs> yeah, now you guys have a really cool site with a lot of numbers on them. At least five thousand of them. Yeah. Um, you know, it's pretty neat. Um, okay. I didn't realize this started back in two thousand four. According, sorry, I read creator information a little bit. How I would have thought that was like twenty. I know, I'm so sorry. I so don't know if yeah, I don't know been... if the SCP itself came out in 2004 because that it might be just the, the statue itself there, which was by a Japanese artist, as far as I'm aware. You know, it just occurred to me that the concept of SCP might have been around longer than potentially some of the listeners' podcast, which is like surreal. Okay, All so right. uh, let's begin with uh, SCP-173. This this good oh. good peanut boy. Okay. So. Uh, let me find my uh, SCP reading voice because I don't want to sound like Zap Brannigan for <laughs> 200 fucking episodes. Wait a number. I'll have to look up who Zach Brannigan is. It's the Futurama guy. Oh, Kif. Yeah. <laughs> Kif, fetch me my SCP file. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, All item right. number SCP 173. Object class Euclid. Okay, what is a Euclid? Okay, so we have uh, our sort of ba- three basic object classes here. There's a bunch of other ones that uh, people like to throw out. People sort of argue whether they need it or not, but let's not get into that now. So, okay. the three normal right. ones we have are Safe, Euclid, and Keta. 
I had to pause there because there were pronunciation wars over that last one. I was going to say, I thought it was Keter. I guess I'll be the Keter rep. Okay. I, I, I actually pronounced it Keter as well, but I think Ket is right, so I wanted to look cool in right, front of my Ketter audience. It's, it's a large so, audience for our yes. first episode. So we have something called the lockbox test. The locked box test, which basically is how you determine which one it is. So mm-hmm. if you put something in a box and you can just close it and leave it and nothing will happen, that's safe. Okay. If you have to sort of do maintenance on the box or else it will come out, it's Euclid. If it's actively going to try and fucking burst out of the box and like eat your face, that's Kea or Kia. Okay, so it's not like their power level. It's just like how much work needs to be put in the main. Basically, and some of the older ones, it does sort of come to be used as power level. But recently, in later years, it is just the difficulty of containment. Right, right. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. Special containment procedures. Item SCP-173 is to be kept in a locked container at all times. When personnel must enter SCP-173's container, no fewer than three may enter at any time as the door is to be relocked behind them. At all times, two persons must maintain direct eye contact with SCP-173 until all personnel have vacated and relocked the container. Description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So something that's interesting with SCP is you get to know how they contain it before you know what it is, so it sort of builds up to it. I gotcha. Yeah, so people use that in a bunch of clever ways. Description. Move to Site-19, 1993. Origin is as of yet unknown. It is constructed from concrete and rebar with traces of Krylon brand spray paint. SCP-173 is animate and extremely hostile. The object cannot move while within a direct line of sight. Line of sight must not be broken at any time with SCP-173. Personnel assigned to enter container are instructed to alert one another before blinking. Object is reported to attack by snapping the neck at the base of the skull or by strangulation. In the event of an attack, personnel personnel are to absorb class... Absorb? (laughs) Observe class 4 hazardous object containment procedures. That would be a completely different SCP. Jesus, this thing sounds like Hitman. It just fucking teleports behind you. (laughs) You're done. Excellent work, Agent 173. Personnel reports sounds of scraping stone and originating from within the container when no one is present inside. This is considered normal, and any changes in this behaviour should be reported to the acting HMCL supervisor on duty. The reddish-brown substance on the floor is a combination of faeces and blood. Origin of these materials is unknown. The enclosure must be cleaned on a bi-weekly basis. And that's okay, the... so I guess the Euclid comes from it needs to be cleaned and the scratches on the walls need to be repaired. I guess so, yeah. Oh. That is a creepy guy. Yeah, some of that stuff is after the fact, so I don't know if when it was written, Euclid actually really meant anything, but in so, a time since. If I understand, I know sometimes the terms are kept vague to, like, you know, add to the effect. Yeah. But, like, yeah. is there classification for what HMCL or Class 4 hazardous object containment procedures are? Usually things like Class 4, blah, 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 is a bit arbitrary. HMCL. Um, so I, HTML? I... I don't know. Just looking up now, I, I've seen someone say that it's hazardous materials containment liaison. I don't know where they've where that's been gotten from, but um, I'm going to assume that's the case. Which I guess is the, uh, the the blood shit on the floor. I also like the the image on the paper. It looks like he's showing off his little butt. He loves it. <laughs> SCP. I love the caption. SCP one seven three containment. Oh dear! I've excreted blood and feces on the floor. Oh, oh bother. <laughs> Somebody better come and clean this. 
<laughs> that's his voice. That's what he sounds like. He's he like, what is that next to him in the picture? Is that like a closet? Uh, it looks kind of like lockers. Yeah. Or maybe like, oh, it looks like he already broke the ceiling. Or is that just ventilation? Nah, nah, it's fine. It's meant to... <laughs> this containment is airtight. There's no ceiling. There's a window he could break. There's a draft coming in. Well, you know, I learned a couple of things. I learned, um, I wouldn't want to be strangled by that. That looks terrifying. Is there, like, any way to fight? Like, can, has anyone tried to fight it while they're looking at it? As far as I'm aware, no, it's usually pretty, pretty instant. Um. But, like, it can't move when you're staring at it, so why couldn't they just, like, gun it down? Usually the SCP Foundation doesn't try and destroy these things. They want to, like, get the research out of it and stuff. I, I, you probably could do that, to be honest, though. Other question. Um, it mentions line of sight. Could, like, an animal work? Like, could you have some... Because there are animals that don't blink a lot. Could you just have an animal in there, like, as a backup? Yes. There is actually another SCP that's not on our list for today that is pretty much this sort of creature that is just has one big unblinking eye, and they do use it to contain this thing sometimes. Oh, so they, like, mention each other. Okay, see, I'm already learning a lot. The knowledge is filling my brain. Yeah, we have there's usually some sort of cross-linking involved. So you saw it's like with Wikipedia, how you can get lost in it for hours, like going from article to article. Okay, cool. something that they try with the uh, SCP wiki as well. Uh. It seems I cannot upvote it because I don't have an account. Yeah, maybe but... maybe someday you will be allowed on the SCP wiki. Maybe. <laughs> um, for now though, what's the next one you got in store for me? Okay, so leaving SCP one soon. We're going to move on to sort of another of the older ones, another sort of classic. Uh, this one is SCP-087, and it's called The Staircase. Let me make sure of that before I sort of expose myself. Oh, God! The face! Oh, you've got the... Yeah, I think you've seen the picture, haven't you? Um, the stairwell, yeah, even. I have, but this time I got the face. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, neat thing about that picture is uh, it is randomised whether or not you get the face. I've got it as well here. So, yeah, this is another one of the older ones. It's actually called The Stairwell. Uh, so I've exposed okay. myself as actually knowing nothing about SCP. Okay. Um, so well, this is a Euclid as well, so it also has to be maintained a little bit. Yeah. So uh, I'll get through this. This one's a bit longer. So uh... sure. Yeah, I can already tell. Oh, and there's also the first time we've seen on the podcast these little blacked out marks. Yeah. So we're going to be seeing these a lot. How How are you going to read those? Are you just going to call it censored? Let's find out when I get to it. Awesome. All right. Okay. Him. Item number, SCP-087. Object class, Euclid. Special containment procedures. SCP-087 is located on the campus of Redacted. The doorway leading to SCP-087 is constructed of reinforced steel with an electro-release lock mechanism. It has been designed to resemble a janitorial closet consistent with the design of the building. This looks nicer than the janitorial closet I have at work. The lock mechanism on the doorknob will not release unless... Blank volts are applied in conjunction with counterclockwise rotation of the key. Jeez, what a fucking secret handshake you gotta use here. You think they would have something like this for the statue one? Yeah, this one gets a bit more elaborate. So, the inside of the door is lined with six centimeters of industrial foam padding. Due to the results of the final exploration, see document 0874, no personnel are permitted access to SCP 087. Well, wait, then how do they maintain it? Because it's a Euclid. We'll have to find out. I guess, it just, I guess it's just sort of maintaining the door. Sorry, I'm, I'm jumping the gun. Yeah, What's... go ahead. <clears throat> Description. SCP-087 is an unlit platform staircase. 
Sturs descend on a 38 degree angle for 13 steps before reaching a semicircular platform of approximately 3 meters in diameter. Descent direction rotates 180 degrees at each platform. The design of SCP-087 limits subjects to a visual range of approximately 1.5 flights. A light source is required for any subjects exploring SCP-087, as there are no lighting fixtures or windows present. Lighting sources brighter than 75 watts have been shown to be ineffective, as SCP-087 seems to absorb excess light. This is kind of like a plant. I guess. <laughs> it's a stick. It's a staircase, though. <laughs> you've well, solved, he... you've solved it. SCP-087 is... It, it, well, he's alive. Yeah, he's got to eat. That's what he eats. His fucking staircase? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's photosynthesized. That's why there's no lights. He already ate them all. So you've hard. solved it. You've solved it. Subject's report and audio recordings confirm the distress vocalizations from what is presumed to be a child between the ages of blank and double blank. The source of the distress calls is estimated to be located approximately 200 meters below the initial platform. However, any attempts to descend the staircase have failed to bring objects closer to the source. The depth of descent calculated from Exploration 4, the, long the longest exploration, is shown to be far beyond both the possible structure of both the building and geological surroundings. At this time, it's unknown if SCP-087 has an endpoint, so it just fucking goes on forever. And they never, w they never will know, because they said they don't explore it anymore. Yeah, something fucking happened. SCP-087 has undergone four video-recorded explorations by Class D personnel. Each subject conducting exploration has encountered SCP-087-1, which appears as a face with no visible pupils, nostrils, or mouth. The nature of 087-1 is entirely unclear, it has been determined that it is not the source of the pleading. Subjects exhibit feelings of intense paranoia and fear when faced with Dash 0871, because it is undetermined whether said feelings are abnormal or simply natural reactions. We have a sort of a close-up picture of the guy. He's uh, terrifying. <laughs> Me oh. when I wake up myself in the mirror. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> look at him. The terrible secret of 087 is that it's a mirror that comes up at you. <laughs> No, it's the self-checkout camera target. No. <laughs> Over a period of two... Oh, so this is the addendum, so we're going to get quite a few of these in sort of any SCP oh, yeah, I see there's like three links underneath it, so this is going to be a little bit of an exploration. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to get some... Uh, see what's going on in there. So over a period of two weeks following Exploration 4, several members of the staff and students from the redacted campus reported knocking at a variable rate of one to two seconds per knock coming from the interior of 087. The door leading to 087 has been filled with 6 centimeter thick industrial cladding. All reports of knocking have ceased. Authorised personnel may refer to documents 0871 through 0874 for transcripts of explorations 1 to 4. Hold on, did they just did they just add the foam so they didn't have to hear the knocking? Well, I assume it's like so you can't, you can't bust out, but... Help! Let us out! Oh my god, so annoying. Put some foam on the walls. <laughs> I'm so fucked up. Okay, so this, so uh, we've got document 0871 here. This one's sort of like more of a script format, so I'm gonna have to fucking do some impressions here. Oh, oh, I can be one of them. Can I be Doctor Blank? Of course, of course, I can be the D class. So I can. All right, you be the D. Oh, oh wait, no, I should be the D class because you're the expert. Okay. And I, all right, and you do the background too. The background? Oh right, if I want me to do background noises. <laughs> Creak. <laughs> Alright, let's do okay, this. So, 
D8432 is a 43-year-old Caucasian male of average build and appearance and unremarkable psychological background. Is that you? Yeah, exactly Cla what I look like. Class D designation is a result of demotion due to mishandling SCP blank. Oh, so you used to be you used to be an actual employee. What you okay? Because uh, I remember you told me D was like death row, and they put him on. What death did he row. fucking do? <laughs> he messed up. They put him on death row. How badly did he mishandle it? Let's just say he's never allowed an IHOP again. God, yeah. D-8432 is equipped with a 75-watt flood lamp with battery power capable of lasting 24 hours. A handheld camcorder fitted with a transmission stream. I was about to say fucking handheld. <laughs> what does that mean? An audio <laughs> headset for communication with Dr. Blank kit control. I can't call myself Dr. Blank. My name's Dr. Tan. Just, yeah, just go talk to Tan, honey. You're good. I, I guess you never say my name, so it doesn't matter. D-8432 steps through doorway onto initial platform. Despite the wattage, the flood lamp only illuminates the first nine steps. The second platform is not visible and seen. It's fucking dark. Is your flood lamp functioning properly? D-8432... D8... Oh, he got it. Okay, I forgot that was my job. <laughs> Immediately. D-8432 shines the light out the door and into the academic building's hallway. The light reaches significantly further. Yeah, it's working. It just won't light these stairs all the way down. Thank you. Please continue. D8432 D8 descends for 13 steps before reaching the second platform. The platform is in the shape of a semicircle with an apparently concrete surface and walls. There are no distinct markings, aside from nondescript patches of dust, dirt, or were, consistent with that which is found in a typical concrete stairwell. D8432 rotates 180 degrees to begin descent down the second flight, then pauses. Reason for stopping? You hear that? There's a fucking kid down there. Sounds like one. Man, you guys should put like some foam on the walls or something. It's really <laughs> None of the described audio is feeding through the camera or mic at this time. Could you please describe the sound? It's young. Either female or a very young boy. It's crying and sobbing and saying, please, help, please, yeah, it keeps repeating that and crying. Can you estimate its distance from your current location? Uh, fuck, I don't know, maybe 200 meters down. Jesus, that's a good estimate. <laughs> please continue down the next flight. Dude, I got ears like a bat. The subject descends another 13 steps. As he reaches the landing, audio of the child as described is picked up. The child alternates between sobbing, wailing in the words, please, help, and down here. The level of audio is consistent with D8432's report of it being approximately 200 meters below. He was our best and brightest and we put him into D-class. Yeah, dude, I told you, he was, he's, a part, he's a bat SCP. He can hear him. Can you still hear the crying? Yeah. We're picking it up as well. Please continue down. Stop if you notice any changes in the audio or environment. The subject descends another three flights of stairs before stopping. Keep going. Please. D8432 continues another 17 flights, total of 22 flights, before stopping. There are no visual changes in the environment, and each flight has a been a consistent 13 steps. I'm not getting any fucking closer to the kid. Stereo audio confirms that the crying noise has not increased in volume and remains approximately 200 meters below the subject. Noted. Please continue. The subject continues another 28 flights before stopping. 
50 flights total. D8432 is standing on the 31st landing, counting the initial ground level landing. D8432 is estimated to be 200 meters below the initial platform. 34 minutes have elapsed. The volume of the crying has not increased. I feel a little uneasy. You spent a long time in a dark, unknown stairwell. It's natural. Please continue. The subject hesitates before stepping down on the next stair. As the subject moves forward, the flood lamp illuminates a face located approximately at the bottom of the flight. SCP-087-1. It appears to be the same size and shape as a human head, except it is lacking a no mouth, nostrils and pupils. The face is completely motionless, but is making direct eye contact, indicating its awareness of D8432. Fuck! What the fuck is that? Shit! Holy fucking shit! What the fuck? Could you please describe what you see? It's some sort of fucking person face thing, and it's fucking looking right at me. Fuck, 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 it's looking right at me. Is it moving? <gasps> no. It's just staring at me. Fuck, 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 it's creep. Please approach and further illuminate the entity. Fuck, 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 I don't want to fucking... The face jerks forward about 50 centimeters directly towards D8432. Fuck, 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 fuck! Redacted. D8432 enters a panicked state and rapidly ascends SCP-087. He reaches the ground floor in 18 minutes, at which time he collapses and passes out. There is no sign of 087-1. Review of the footage indicates an equal number of flights and steps ascending as descending. Audio of the crying and pleading remains at the same volume until the last flight, at which point it ceases. Medical reports indicate collapse was a result of the rapid ascension of the stairs, causing fatigue. Hey, uh, Tan? Yeah. I don't think you have to worry about our family-friendly break. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is now officially... The sponsors! We're gone. My character really liked saying fuck a lot. I know, he's, he's, he's ruined our chances! Yeah, they should call him demonetization, am I right? <laughs> That's why he's put in D class. <laughs> For demonetization. The it's official personal. foundation YouTube channel was demonetized because of this man. <laughs> that's that's what he messed up. That's why they put him in D class. Okay, so uh Are we gonna read two and three as well? I noticed four isn't there, even though that's the one they talked about. Oh spooky spooky. So I guess we got we 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 can't just leave off halfway. So we'll, let's get through these uh, last two and see what we think. Sure. Are you going to continue being Doctor Chanhoney? I'll be the. I think it is the same doctor. So I guess I continue with whatever the fuck that voice is I've been doing. At least it's the same number of blanks. Yeah. So I guess it must be the same guy. This is the stir guy. This means he just has no mercy with all these D class. I know. Okay. So D nine zero three five is a twenty eight year old African American male of strong build. Psychological background indicates no abnormalities except an extreme hatred for women. Eek. Subject uh -oh, has an extensive record of data expunged. What well, is so bad that we can't even put it in the file? <laughs> I was selling salmon illegally in Italy. Damn you. 9035 is equipped with a 100 watt flood lamp with battery power capable of lasting 24 hours. Handheld can call it. Handheld, I keep saying handheld. Handheld camcorder. <laughs> Fitted in a transmission stream, and an audio headset with a communication with Doctor Blank at control. You, of course, you want to communicate with this this man. Nine zero three five is also equipped with a backpack containing one hundred small LED lights with adhesive backs and battery lives of approximately three weeks. Lights turn on and off by compressing them. Wait, can you buy those? Because that sounds kind of cool. Yeah, I, I guess you must be able to. 
I'm gonna have to check Amazon Lee. <laughs> 9035 shines the flood lap down the first flight of stairs. Despite the extra wattage, the light does not illuminate beyond the ninth step. You want me to go down there, Doc? Please shine your floodlight amp outside of 087 to verify it is functioning properly. He shines the light into the hallway. Comparison with the footage from Exploration 1 confirms it is indeed brighter. Thank you. Please continue to the first landing. Hey, Doc. I know what you said and all, but I don't think I want to go there. Please continue to the first landing. Doc, look, I... As per our earlier conversation, please continue to the first landing. God, the Dr. Blank sucks. <laughs> he pauses yeah. for 18 seconds and descends 13 steps to the first landing and stops. Is that a kid? I hope it's not a woman. <laughs> he doesn't fucking say that. <laughs> hey, it's an extreme hatred for women. I'm yeah. ad-libbing. <laughs> Please remove one of the adhesive lights and affix it to the wall on the landing. Doc, you hear that? Is that a kid down there? That's unconfirmed. Please affix an adhesive light to the wall and verify it functions. He hesitates, then removes one of the lights from his backpack and adheres it to the wall. He presses on the light and it turns on. Please turn off your flood lamp. Click. He hesitates again before turning off the lamp. The LED light illuminates the landing but does not extend beyond the first step either way. Thank you. You may turn your flood lamp back on. Please continue to descend. <laughs> At each landing, flicks an LED light to the wall and turn it on. If you notice anything unusual, please report it. He turns the flood lamp back on and descends the next flight of stairs. As he sets foot on the landing, the audio picks up sounds of pleading and crying, consistent with those of the first exploration. Can you still hear the previously reported audio? Uh, yeah. She sounds about 150, maybe 200 meters down. Am I supposed to get her? Look, Doc, I don't do good with kids, especially women. Please place the light and continue <laughs> down until you notice anything unusual. <laughs> He adheres the light to the wall and turns it on, then continues to the next landing. He adheres the third LED light to the wall and turns it on. He continues in this manner for the next 25 flights before stopping. I don't think I'm getting any closer to the kid, Doc. How far below would you estimate the source of the sound to be? Uh, same as before, uh, 150 to 200 meters down. Thank you, please proceed. He continues in the same fashion for the next 24 flights. At the 31st landing, he stops. Footage shows an art gouge in the concrete wall, estimated to be approximately 50 centimeters long and 10 centimeters wide. The first step down from the landing appears to be completely smashed into rubble. You see that? Yes, can you please describe what you see? Why? You just said you could see that. Can you please describe what you see? <laughs> Looks like something slashed at the wall, and the step over here is all crumbled up and stuff. The slash mark looks really smooth. It touches uh, the gouge mark. Yeah, smooth. Feels like glass. Thank you. Please continue down. Look, Doc, I think I've gone far enough. Please continue as per our agreement. I don't want to be doing this, agreement or not. Data expunged. Oh, God! <laughs> did the doctor fucking kill him? <laughs> what, did, what did he say? Just <laughs> expunged. Probably fucking oh exploded God. the lamp. Like, I will activate the bomb in your brain. He steps over the destroyed step and continues down the staircase. Okay, never mind. I'm still flying. <laughs> I'm fucking going there myself. <laughs> Nothing is notable at the next landing. 
He adheres an LED light to the wall and continues in the same fashion for another 38 flights. The sound of the crying and pleading still has not gotten closer. He is on the 89th landing and 74 minutes have elapsed from the beginning of the exploration. Subject is estimated to be 350 meters below the initial platform. I feel like the kid's just trying to lure me down here, Doc. I think it's time for me to- He stops talking and moving as the flood lamp illuminates 087-1. The face is staring directly at him, again indicating awareness of the subject's presence. Although it appears to be unmoving, its location is 38 flights below the initial encounter in Exploration 1, indicating it is mobile. Is there a reason you stopped? Unresponsive. His breathing grows laboured. It remains immobile for an additional 13 seconds. It blinks. <laughs> so in case you, uh, you at home don't realise what just happened, the, uh, the, what he actually says is yelling incomprehensible. <laughs> But I guess he transformed. I took some artistic liberties. It jerks forward until it is approximately 90 centimeters from D9035. Subject turns and flees up the stairs. Please relax and calm down. Turn around. We need a closer look at the face. He ignores me and continues rapid ascent. He continues to scream incomprehensibly. D9035, can you hear me? Please slow down. He is unresponsive and continues rapidly climbing the stairs. His screaming diminishes to babbling. After ascending 72 flights, he collapses on the 17th landing. D9035, can you hear me? He is unresponsive, but laboured breathing can be heard through the audio feed. For the next 40 minutes, he is immobile. The visual feed is black and audio picks up only the subject's breathing and the continuous pleading coming from below. After 14 minutes and 32 seconds of unchanging visual and audio feeds, the sound of a rapid heartbeat not consistent with a human heartbeat and a low cracking noise is heard. Seven seconds later, he gasps and revives, continuing his ascent of the stairs rapidly and wordlessly. The heartbeat and cracking cease, and nothing abnormal is detected on the visual feed. He remains unresponsive. He exits SCP-087 and sits on the floor outside the entrance. He then enters a cataconic state from which he has not yet recovered. Right, so I just found something you might find interesting. Right. So this page was last edited the 17th of April 2018. Mm-hmm. And it says he's still in a catatonic state, so we can assume that that's still the case. This page was originally created in 2009. So he's been in a coma for 11 years. Jesus, this poor dude. I assume they're just keeping him around. Maybe he's his own SCP now. Yeah. The coma man. <laughs> At least this guy wasn't like a bat human. Like he had to kind of guesstimate the distance. <laughs> he was still really specific though. <laughs> yeah, 150 to 200 specific. But at least that's like you know a sharp human would say that he wasn't like 200 meters. Like in the Using my hammer, I have found the location. All the D classes. That D actually stands for Daredevil, like the superhero. Of course, yeah. I'm going to get a glass of water really quick. I'll be recording this part of the podcast, but just don't bear with me. Alright, um... You so... entertain the people. Okay. So I'm going to tell you guys all about... He's a really, really sweet young man. So, he's been a part of the SCP community for over nine years. That's more than a third of his life. And um, I tease him about that because I think he wrote that on his written test. But he's actually, I think it's super sweet. I've written, I've read a couple of his pages 
and like in everyone he thanks all the people that help him you know he's really proud of his works he always gets so excited and uh sometimes he stays up way later than he should writing them but um yeah i'm really excited to do this podcast series with him and i hope it goes for a while and uh i hope you guys are enjoying it um don't tell him these things i said i want to see if he sees it in editing or if it goes. hello well, i'm back i'm back welcome back what have you been saying to my fucking viewers uh nothing i guess you'll just have to check the record i will <laughs> okay and edit <laughs> cut so here we no. are with <laughs> you should keep it it's cute okay and You'll end see. cut we're gonna cut out this bit <laughs> okay so now we're at exploration free uh which is our final one here let's uh okay. let's take a look see well actually there's one more it's just been expunged okay so D9884 is a 23-year-old female of average build and appearance. I assume you can do this butt voice. Psychological oh. background indicates a history of depression. Oh. Probably good that the guy who hates women is in a coma. I know. Subject has a minimal record of using excessive force to date or expunged. <laughs> to do what? <laughs> to beat the shit out of the other guy. That's the real reason. What's so bad that we can't put it in the article? I don't know, maybe SCP respects, like, their privacy and stuff. Yeah. I can tell you right now, SCP does not respect their privacy. Hey, you never know. D9884 is equipped with a 75-watt flood lamp with battery power capable of lasting 24 hours, had old camcorder filled with transmission stream, and audio headset for communication with Dr. Blanket control. He, it, she is also equipped with a backpack containing 3.75 litres of water, 15 nutrient bars and one thermal blanket. Just throw the blanket on the, the face. Easy. Wait, how come they never send a group of people? Or is that what they did in 4 in that one? Who can say? Yeah, it's always just one person. That seems like really... And he, the doctor knows there's a fucking scary face. Like, he has no chill. He's not like, oh, you can take a buddy. D984 stands on the ground level landing of 087. The flood lamp illuminates only the first nine steps. LED lights placed on the wall during the last exploration are not visible. So LED lights are gone. Please descend the first flight and examine the landing wall. She descends 13 steps and stops at the landing. There is no trace of the LED light at the location footage from Exploration 2 indicates it was placed. Yeah, um, it's just a dirty concrete wall. Yeah. There's like nothing on it. No, wait, it's a little bit sticky right here. It indicates the spot on the wall the LED light. It's so she indicates the spot on the wall the LED light should have been located. There's a child crying down here. She's she's begging for help and crying. Thank you. Weird, weird response. Please continue <laughs> down the steps until you notice anything unusual. <laughs> I love to hear that children are suffering. <laughs> she descends. Upon reaching the next landing, audio of the crying child consistent with the prior two explorations is picked up. No LED lights appear to be present on any of the landing walls. Uh, she continues with no incidents until she reaches the 17th landing. Ew, there's something on the ground here, and it smells really bad. It's all sticky and stuck on my shoe! Ugh, it's so gross. Video feed confirms presence of substance occupying a space approximately 50 centimeters in diameter. It's a mixture of feces and blood. Oh no, it's the other one. <laughs> That's not what it actually says. <laughs> Just SCP. Oops, did I do that? Shaking his little butt at the camera. He was behind it. Can you describe the scent? Uh, 
It kind of smells like old rusty metal and pee. Thank you. Please continue <laughs> until you notice anything else. She Dark continues to the 51st landing without incident. The Doctor's the real fucking SCP here. The 51st, the 51st landing remains unchanged from the previous expedition, and similar observations are made. She is asked again to descend until anything unusual is noticed. She continues her descent until the 89th landing is reached. The video feed jerks and the subject yells. Ah, fuck! There's a hole in the ground and I almost fell in! She confirms the presence of a hole. Well, no, the video feed confirms the presence of a hole, approximately one meter in diameter. She shines the floodlight down, revealing only blackness. Approximately four seconds pass, under the light of an inde 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 <laughs> indeterminate <laughs> distance. I'll go. I was literally glitching out there. Down the hole, flicks on for approximately two seconds, and then back off. There was a light down there. It's gone now, but it was on for like a second. Did you see it? Thank you. Yes. Can you <laughs> estimate the depth of this hole? No way. It's too deep. At least a You just said no way, and then she's like, yeah, at least a kilometer. Or kilometer, sorry. Uh, like, way more than a kilometer. Thank you. Can you still hear the sounds of the child? Uh-huh. She still sounds far away. I don't feel like I'm getting any closer. It's like for every step I take, she takes one down. Please continue down until you encounter anything unusual. She continues to descend at 087 for approximately an hour, covering an additional 164 flights. She stops to rest on the 253rd landing, consuming one nutrient bar and several gulps of water. She's at an estimated 1.1 km kilometers below the initial landing, yet the sound of the child has not changed in volume. After pausing for four minutes, she resumes her descent, making no stops for another 216 flights 1.5 hours later. She Dude, is... Holy shit, she must have calves of steel. Oh my god, she is on the 469th landing and approximate 1.8 kilometers below ground level. Okay, like, even going downhill, like, 216 flights of stairs, what a unit. Yeah, but she's gonna have to go back up, is the thing. Although I'm gonna have to do a measurement, 216 flights of stairs, the approximate distance in, like, 1.5 hours. Like, I wonder how fast Oh, sorry. <clears throat> I'm not getting anywhere. I think it's time I went back. I mean, going down is one thing, but this is a long climb back. You'll be provided with food, water, and blankets to last you 24 hours. Please continue down. No... I think I'm gonna go back up. She turns towards the previous flight of stairs. I. Ah! <laughs> the doctor is standing behind her. He puts his hand to her face. And I said her. 24 hours. <laughs> 0871, the face is directly behind her, blocking her ascent. The face appears approximately 30 centimeters from the lens of the camera. Its eyes are fixed directly on the lens, this time not looking at the subject, but the person reviewing the video feed. The video feed glitches and freezes for four seconds, a puck accompanied by a static-like screeching noise from the audio feed. It then comes to bumpy visuals of her descending the stairs rapidly. What if she just had, like, pepper spray? <laughs> just sprayed it on the Killed face. it. Just falls down. Yeah. <laughs> it's been following me this whole time. It's been right behind me. Oh god, it's right behind me. It was looking right at me. Dr. Tanhoney, please do something. Please help me. Oh god, no. Please get it away. Please, no. Please, I knew it was following me. Help, make it leave. Please, no. It was looking at me. It was staring at me. I knew it was here. It was watching me the whole time. Oh god, please help me. No, please. Wait a minute. Hold on. 
help and please. Weren't those what the ghost was saying in the first one? <gasps> Timely? Hold on. Holy shit, is it? I don't know. Really Have we just solved it twice? We've worked out that it's photosynthesis, and that is a time loop. Solved. Easy. She, con brain. she continues to scream and plead hysterically as she rapidly descends the staircase. The previous, previously heard static-like screeching seems to overlay the audio feed, beneath which can still be heard the original sound of the crying child. Oh wait, she's not a child, so I guess maybe not. Approximately 14 flights down, the video feed swings to show the area directly behind her. The face is now approximately 20 centimeters from the camera lens. It is not staring at the subject, rather it is fixated on the camera lens, given the illusion it is making eye contact with those viewing the footage. It is important to note that since the sighting of 0871, the sound of the girl crying and pleading has been increasing in volume, indicating she is nearing the source. After an approximate 150 planet flights of descent with three visual confirmations of the face still in pursuit, she trips and appears to fall unconscious. Audio feed indicates strong proximity to the source of the crying. The static and screeching noise continue. Video feed shows yet another descending flight of stairs, indicating she still has not reached the base of the stairwell. Twelve seconds of motionlessness pass before the face comes in full view of the camera, eye contact being made directly with the viewer. Audio and video feeds cut out, and no connection is re-established. Okay, so theory, as a guy who's just reading this now, I remember in the original article, it was like, we don't know if the fear at the face is supernatural or it's just because, you know, situation. But the fact that the face never once attacked her directly and she continued to run downwards until she literally passed out without trying to get past it kind of makes me think it might be a supernatural. Because, hmm. like, she didn't even try to juke it. Like, she just couldn't help herself. And same with, with other people, it seems. Like, the face in the other ones was in front of them so they could go back up, but, like, they never tried to juke it. And it never is recorded attacking them in any way. It just kind of scares them. Yeah, it just sort of jump scares you. And the panic, the panic, like, whenever they scream and go hysterical, is always after it, like, lurches forward. So I think it's definitely a supernatural. That's my, that's my two cents. Hmm. Well, okay, so um, that's sort of one of our more classic articles on the wiki. It's the original sort of spook thing. Oh, um, wait, you didn't read, you didn't read four. Uh, oh, data expunged. Oh, thank you. So, yeah, this is something that uh, does happen a little bit on the wiki where we don't get sort of the conclusion or another piece of information here because it isn't included in the official document. So it's sort of right. like uh, left to your imagination here. Um, Not that there was anything bad about 137, but I did like this one a lot more. There was a lot more to it. You know, it was a lot more complicated. It was a little more mystery. Uh, and I definitely like the additional documents, even though they don't have nearly as many upvoteroonies. Mm. I really liked uh, what it added to it. You know, this is kind of fun. I can see... I can see why you guys like this whole uh, SCP thing. I get it. That, yeah. was, that was a that was a journey, and we've got, we got to face role play for like twenty minutes. <laughs> Jeez, well, that's twenty minutes. It flew by. Yeah, we created oh, the, the oh, incredible oh. character of Doctor Blank, <laughs> the the monster. No, that's definitely talk in my head canon. Unless like the author's like, no. Thank it's you. Not. Yeah, that was terrifying, dude. That guy's a sociopath. So we hey have a... Um, oh, sorry. Should I? God damn it. I was going to be like, hey, if it seems like there was a cut, it's because there was one. You've Apologies. destroyed my podcast. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Tanhony, don't make me cook that Thank mistake. you. <laughs> Tell me what you hear. Okay, so we have one last article for today. Uh, and that is uh, another classic one. Um, 
Uh, it's one I, one I personally enjoy as well. It's called SCP-055. Uh, there is the link for you, Darnell, and once you've got that up, we'll start get through it. Alright, is this the lizard? It is not the lizard. Oh. Ooh, there's a little roleplay section for us again. There okay, it. do you want to be Dr. Hughes or, or blank? We'll, we'll get to that when we come to it. I'm just going to canonically say anytime there's a blank name, I'm going to fill it with it. <laughs> they're all the same character. Yeah. Okay. all Tanhony and Darnell. So, item number, SCP-055. Object class, Keta. So this is okay. A... So, Ketters are the ones that are like, you better watch out, or they're gonna break out and do things. Yeah. Special containment procedures. Object is kept within a five by five by two point five meter square room, constructed of centimeters. Uh, constructed of centimeters. No, 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 no. It's conceptual. Constructed of cement, fifty centimeters thickness, with a Faraday cage surrounding the cement walls. Access is via. What's a Faraday cage? It is science. It's a real okay, thing, like... but I, 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 I'm not smart enough to remember what it is. Hold so on, it's an enclosure used to... It blocks electromagnetic fields. Oh! Oh, it looks like a dog crate. Blocks dogs as well. Surrounding the cement walls. Blocks dogs! Access is right. via heavy containment door measuring 2 by, by 2.5 meters constructed on bearings to ensure door encloses and locks automatically unless held open deliberately. Security guards are not to be posted outside 055's room. It's further advised that all personnel maintaining or studying other SCP objects in the vicinity try to maintain a distance of at least 50 meters from the geometric center of the room, as long as this is reasonably practical. I just want to note for everyone um, that there, after every measurement, there's like a little um, parentheses with the numbers, which I think is kind of clever. You know, you would see that in a scientific document, but we're not reading that because that would be extremely obnoxious <laughs> to repeat every measurement twice. But just, just for your information, a uh, neat little detail there. Description. SCP-055 is a self-keeping secret or anti-meme. Information about its physical appearance, as well as its nature, behavior, and origin is self-classifying. To clarify, how Site-19 originally acquired SCP-055 is unknown. When oh, it... Site-19, that's the one that uh, the 137 is in. Yes, that's sort of, back in, the, especially in these early sort of SCPs, that's sort of the main setting usually. Now we've got all sorts of different places and settings and canons, but back it's then, all coming together. back then a lot of it was in Site-19, so you had like, this is like next door to the killer statue or something. That's where all the, the, the nostalgic SCP officers Exactly, yeah, exactly. When it was obtained, and by whom, is also unknown. Its physical appearance is unknown, it is not indescribable or invisible, Individuals are perfectly capable of entering its container and observing it, taking mental or written notes, making sketches, taking photographs, and even making audio or video recordings. An extensive log of such observations is on file. However, information about its physical appearance leaks out of a human mind soon after such an observation. Individuals tasked with describing 055 afterwards find their humans wandering and lose interest in the task. Individuals tasked with sketching a copy of a photograph of 055 are unable to remember what the photograph looks like as are the researchers overseeing these tests. Security personnel who observed it via closed-circuit television cameras emerge after a full shift exhausted and effectively amnesiac about the events of the previous hours. I just realized that's what CCTV means. Wow. Incredible. Thank you, SCP. The, the foundation of such advanced technology. CCTV. 
who authorised the construction of its containment room, why it was constructed in this way, or what the purpose of the described containment procedures may be, are all unknown. So we're doing this shit, we don't know why we're doing it. <laughs> wow, that sounds like me and my life. Despite 055 containers being easily accessible, all personnel at Site-19 claim no knowledge of existence when challenged, so people don't even realise this thing exists. Okay, so how, how, so do they just read these documents and they're like, oh yeah, and then like five seconds later they're like, I don't remember that. So all of these facts are periodically rediscovered, usually by chance readers of this file, causing a great deal of alarm. This state of concern lasts minutes at most before the matter is simply forgotten about. <laughs> a great deal of scientific data has been recorded from it, but cannot be studied. They should just have one guy dedicated to like, staring at this, oh, but they have to sleep eventually. Yeah, but he can't tell them anything about it because they'll forget about it. That's messed up. At least one attempt has been made to destroy O55 or possibly move it from containment at Site 19 to another site, meeting failure for reasons unknown. Probably forgot about it. O55 may present a major physical threat and indeed may have killed many hundreds of personnel, and we would not know it. Certainly it presents a gigantic mimetic slash mental threat, hence its Keter classification. Keter! Keter! So to be fair, so to be fair, it could be super dangerous, they just don't know, but due to the memory thing, that's why it's so spooky. Yeah, so it could be anything, you have no way of knowing. <laughs> you know what it sounds like? What? It sounds like car keys. <laughs> I know, I'm a comedy genius. Document 055-1, and allow... An analysis of 055, I'm forgetting how to read. The author puts forward the hypothesis that 055 was never, never formally acquired by blank and is in fact an autonomous or remotely controlled agent inserted at Site 19 by an unidentified third party for one or all of the following purposes. To silently observe or interfere with activities at Site 19, to silently observe or interfere with activities at other SCP locations, to silently observe or interfere with activities of humanity worldwide, to silently observe or interfere with other SCP objects. To silently observe or interfere with blank. No action to counter any of these potential threats is suggested, or indeed theoretically possible. Addendum A. So uh, we got some word from Bartholomew Hughes at the NSA. Oh, that's me. Hey, if this thing really is an anti-meme, why doesn't the fact that it's an anti-meme get wiped? We must be wrong about that somehow. Wait a minute. What if we were to keep notes about what it isn't? Would we remember those? So I think maybe NSA stands for something different in this document, because I don't think it's just Na like... National Security Agency, right? But he's like some government rando talking about this. <laughs> well, remember, this is the early days, so maybe they thought the SCP was still associated with the government. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm missing... I'm, I'm just exposed, like, I Could don't know the could also be, like, the national scam artists. Like, this guy just wandered in. <laughs> he's hey, so good. Hey, I'm Dr. Hughes, don't you remember me? <laughs> the truest ethnic. That's SCP-55, it's him. Wow, it's, we've solved it. Document 2, report of G Dr. John Marachek. Survey oh, team... Wait. Jesus Christ, I'm not reading that. 19... Hmm? Is the blanked out name Marachek then? I don't know. Well, why would they blank it if they've just said it? I don't know. Survey team 19055127BIC-C were successfully able to enter 055's container and ascertain the appearance and to some degree the nature of the object. Notes were taken according to the project methodology, see blank, after which the container was sealed again. 
Excerpt from a transcript of personnel debriefing follows. Alright, which one which one am I? You are Dr. Hughes, because you've already done it. Oh yeah, he actually is Dr. Hughes. Yeah. Oh shit! Dude, genius! I knew See? it. He, he worked his way up! <laughs> In the one definitely... paragraph. Here's the thing. No doctors work at the NSA. It's a security agency. So he's he's, he's... I think my theory that he might be SCP-55 is valid. Hear me out on this. Okay, okay I'm Dr. Hughes, and you're blank, a.k.a. Tian Hung. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna need to ask you some questions about number 55 now. Number what? SCP Object 55, the object you just examined. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think we have a 55. Okay then, Tanhoney. I'd like you to tell me what you've been doing for the past two hours. What? I... I don't know. Okay, then... Do you remember that we all agreed that it wasn't spherical? <laughs> that what was it? Oh, right! It, it isn't right and round at all. Object 55 isn't round. So you remember it now? Well, no. I mean, I don't know what it is, but I know there is one. It's something you can't remember, and it's not a sphere. Wait a minute. What's not a sphere? Object 55. Object what? Doc, do you remember agreeing that something wasn't shaped like a sphere? Oh, right. Yeah. So that's that's how fast it fucking works, I guess. Okay, but look, his, his theory was right. Wow, this genius. It appears to be possible to remember what SCP-055 is not, negations of that, and to repeatedly deduce its existence from these memories. Personnel involved in Survey 19-055-126 Mixie reported moderate levels of disorientation and psychological trauma associated with cycles of repeated memory and forgetfulness of 055. However, no long-term behavioural health problems were observed, and psych assessments of survey personnel showed consistent reports of his distress fading over time. Recommendations. It may be worthwhile to post at least one staff member capable of remembering the existence of 055 to each critical site. You know what they should do? is they should set up an automated system. Because, you know, they have fancy tech, right? Yeah. So they could have, like, their digi-watches, and then, like, every hour or, like, every 15 minutes, it sends, like, a memo blast. Hmm. Or, or will even machines not remember it? Like, a database. Like, that's a whole different kind of memory. Yeah, well, I guess the machines have it, but once you can't keep the information from the machines once you read it. You'll forget that. Well, you... yeah, like, it's on paper. You just have to keep rereading it. So maybe a machine, yeah, and it just email blasts. Like, hey, this exists. Blah, blah, blah. Don't forget. Object class Keter. Love you, bye. Yes, yeah, so this is not. I really like this article because it's it's again one of the early ones, but isn't necessarily like spooky monster. It's this weird. Thing. I also like this is our first cameo of someone from another government branch who also is a doctor who also came up with a groundbreaking theory. Like this dude is a mega Chad. Who is this man? Bartholomew Hughes. Don't disrespect his name. Oh, I get it because he's five five. You don't remember him. I see. I see. So yeah, and this is um, actually a, a term that's mentioned early in this article is anti-meme. So that is something that starts coming up a lot more in other SCPs as well, like anti-memetic specifically is the way it's called. And, right, because um, meme, like we are like, oh, haha, funny picture. Mm. I didn't make any jokes about that because it was low-hanging fruit. But it's supposed to be something that's like memorable and passed on. Yes. So anti-meme is like something that literally can't be remembered. Some, yeah, it's exactly the opposite. It's an idea that doesn't want to be passed on. So it will stop you. Like, the, I remember in one of the popular tales on the website it's described with uh, different things. Like something like so. There's quite a few ways it can work. It's basically 
a piece of paper that explodes if you pick it up. With, if you try and read it, it would be an anti-meme because it's stopping you from getting that information. Even... So it's like, it's like, uh, it's like uh, that thingy from JoJo Part 4, the Mysterio guy. Wait, what? Do you, do you remember the guy who like turns things to paper and then you open it? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's sort of related in sort of the, uh, the, the most fragile sense. But it, don't spoil too much about the paper one, because I... I, I just made up the paper that. one. There's no paper one, I just made that up. Son of a bitch, I thought it was real. <laughs> I, was, oh. I was giving that an example. It's basically, it can be that simple, like, I can give you a piece of paper and say, I will shoot you if you read that. I am technically being an anti-meme. This is, um, this is our first Keter one, right? Yeah, Keter. Or Keter. Keter I, Keter. I can't even Keter. fucking keep track anymore. Um, so we've read two Euclids and a Keter, so uh, next time we should start off with a safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of fun safe ones. Uh, cause just because it's safe doesn't mean it's safe. Because, like, right. there could be, like, a button you push and it fucking kills you instantly. But all you have to do is not push the button. Right. Makes sense. Yeah, so uh, what do you think of our first few uh, SCP? Well, before I give you my thoughts, I'd like to thank our sponsor, the Minecraft SCP series on How YouTube. fucking dare you? <laughs> I'm kidding. I know that, that we're supposed to hate them. <laughs> we watched a few videos a while back and we had a good goof and a gaff at it. Oh, it um, so I guess fun. I have a little more experience, but the only ones we looked at were the ones I already knew about. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fun. Um, People having fun. Yeah, but um, honestly, though, I, I thought this was fun. You know, I enjoyed going through it. I enjoyed reading it with you and listening and giving my takes. Um, you know, it feels very natural. It feels fun. I like our dialogue. And uh, hopefully uh, you viewers will enjoy this, and who knows, we can delve more into SCP, we can experiment a little with the format, but mm. I like things right now. It seems fun, I had a blast, and I hope we can consistently put this out every week. Yeah, me too. I had a fun time. I always have fun with my dear friend Tanho. Don't make it weird. What? And with that, our first, <laughs> our first episode comes to an end. Thank you for watching, everyone. <laughs>